Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. And I'm the Three Seashells. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Let's go blow this guy. Away. (laughs) Blow this guy away. Shut up, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the theme song. They called him the Demolition Man. Greetings and salutations. He's finally matched his meat. He really licked his ass. Oh, I'm so scared. Hurting people's not a good thing. Sometimes it is, but not when it's a bunch of people looking for something to eat. You are a savage creature, John Spartan. And I wish you would leave my domicile now. The exchange of bodily fluids, do you know what that leads to? Yeah, I do. Kids, smoking, a desire to raid the fridge. All right, obviously, what do you say we just do it the old-fashioned way? disgusting. Access denied. All right. In 1993, we had Sylvester Stallone and Blade himself, Wes Snipes, in Demolition Man. Yeah. Directorial debut of Marco Brambilla. Could you tell? Um, (laughs) We got... Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, uh, a couple other faces that you will definitely recognize in this one. And it goes way, way... Well, I guess in this movie it jumped ahead in time. But in 1996, these two boys got beef. And uh, Simon Phoenix basically tricks John Spartan uh, so that they both go to jail. And instead of going to jail, they're frozen. Uh, And then 40 years later, pretty much 30-something years later, they get thawed out. And uh, Phoenix is... Stronger, smarter, and uh, single-minded about murdering some underground thugs. And John Spartan is brought back to chase him down. So Spartan and Huxley getting into some shit. Uh, Sandra Bullock helps out for a little bit. We got Dennis Leary. Come on. Gotta love Dennis Leary from the 90s. Or do you? Um, yeah. Yep. So I think that's questionable. I think it's kind of questionable too, yeah. So this movie um, definitely took a, uh, a hardline vision of what the future was going to be like. Um, something that some movies that we had reviewed recently, like Running Man, failed to do. At least this one picked a direction and went there and like committed to it so much that we got things like The Three Seashells. Yeah, like I think this movie, right out of the gate, does what a lot of action movies want to do, which is actually they want to have like a big action set piece thing where he like jumps out of the helicopter on his like what cable or whatever which was crazy yeah there was no spring no spring his legs just would have come out of the sockets he just just snapped but he pulls i think he actually pulls the cable off him like when he gets to the end of it so that it's not as Damn, but then when he hits the ground, no, he's, he's, no, he, he snaps. Yeah. He snaps on the cable. He snaps on the cable for sure, and then is just like, down I go. How's that anyway, muscle so then he like goes Jesus. and kicks some major ass getting into the basement to find Simon Phoenix standing in a puddle of gasoline. Smart. Smoking a cigarette. But but that was the whole plan all along, right? Yeah, <laughs> to imprison himself to imprison John Spartan. That that doesn't make much sense to me out of the gate. Uh, logistically speaking, like it definitely looked like by the time that they were finding out that the hostages were killed, not even like directly through an action of John Spartan. Like John Spartan didn't be like, "I'm going to blow this whole building up." It was kind of like, I don't know, wasn't it a little more innocent than that? Uh, and so, but it works, and it gets Spartan hardline thrown in jail. No bail, frozen man. He kills 40 innocent people there. Yeah. His yeah. plan is super shitty unless he really, like, his whole plan is to, like, fuck himself and go to jail so he can fuck Spartan. But, like, that's not a, what's, what it was he get out of that? Nothing. Other than knowing that he got Spartan. But, like, he goes to jail and gets frozen, too. Yeah. So, like, his plan should have been better. Like, he should have got Spartan got away. Like, that's what happened with my plan. Yeah, criminal Jesus. Yeah. He killed himself so that he could save the the criminals from John Spartan. The other, <laughs> that's interesting. Yep. See, that that would have been an interesting thing to explore, but there's no evidence of that at all. He is their undisputed leader later when he thaws them out. Yeah, but like he he's was- the guy who thaws them out. Plus, he's a super genius, strong person. So of course they're going to follow him. I mean, that's also, the kind of guy you want to follow. It's true. Also, directing and wise and stuff too when. Uh, 
the, that whole building blows up. The shot before it blows up, Spartans carrying Simon Phoenix out. Still don't, <laughs> still don't know why. And uh, and they cut from him still inside the building, running with Simon Phoenix screaming, to the building building blowing up like, and it blows out. So it blows like way outside of the parameters of the building. Yeah. So he would have never gotten out of there if those two shots were supposed to be edited that way. Like they would have both been fried to Chris. Yeah, or, I agree. Like, just concussed, concussed, and burned to death, or died of smoke inhalation. Like there's <laughs> no way he's getting out of that building. So like some sloppy editing. Yeah. I mean, you want to cut it close, but you don't want to make it unbelievable. So that was weird. And then. I think we were talking about this when we watched it. They immediately believe the criminal. They take the criminal's word for it. He says it was Spartan killed all those people. And they're like, well, you should believe him. Let's arrest (laughs) one of our best cops. Like right here on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it made literally no sense. They didn't even like get into a big trial where there was like something additional that he had done in terms of blackmail or bribery to get it done. It's just like, nope. That man is right, and he's a minority, and we're going to believe him for the news. Yeah, in the 90s. He's a black minority in Los Angeles in the 90s who is, who is he said, she said against the cop. John, yeah. in, like, real, in the real 90s, John Spartan would have just shot him as soon as he came in that room. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, son of a And even if John Spartan did kill all those people, everybody on the force, including his commanding officer, would have covered it up so that nothing happened to him. And still to this day, that happens in that institution, I'm sure. That happens all the time. It actually seems to be the rule. But maybe that was the the writer. That was the beginnings of their idealistic society, maybe. Yeah, yes. maybe. The screenwriter took a leap anyway. Yeah, and whoever but, was the lawyer then became a politician afterwards and, and after the big uh, one when everything changed and California became its own basic world they're like, yep, we're following this guy's teachings of take it easy. And, yeah. And, and the freezing <laughs> facility the freezing facility in all these movies Anytime you have a the eighties and nineties are bad for this. Like it's super over elaborate yeah. that whole setup. They would have yeah. like if it was real, they wouldn't have gone. You're not going to drown somebody in that fluid. <laughs> I, I like that's think. not how it works. It's completely inhumane. You yeah. basically have to swallow it, and then they freeze him with it in his lungs. I don't know what's going on there, but wouldn't that have killed him? I don't know how he survived. How they have to like lay down in like child's pose, almost on their side or whatever you call that, yeah. sleeping fetus Instead position. Because Spartan was like in that, like you know that statue of the guy throwing the discus, the naked yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much Spartan was exactly that pose. Yeah, maybe that was which intentional. is super picturesque, but really weird. To, to and, he's na- and he's naked too, so. If they hang them on display, like, I bet you the guards just go around and laugh at all the guys with the little dongs oh, all the time. Yeah, all frozen oh, dongs yeah. all up in this shit. Fucking, the, 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 like, the growers are all, like, wake up and they're they're traumatized. It's hard it's being like a grower. Markers. Um, and then I, the yeah. other thing about the freezing is that, you know, they, they drop the little bead in. And later on, we have to revisit that as, as kind of the finale of the movie with those beads being mega powerful with their freezing capability. Like you drop yeah. one of those pellets on a wet floor and it like a, a 30 by 30 room or 30 diameter diameter circle room is like completely frozen. Like maybe it froze all the air and, and encompassed the entire earth or something. I don't know. It just, I don't know what kind of technology any of that is or how powerful it is. But like I see something like that. And I'm like, why isn't that a gun? I think it's one of my <laughs> ex-girlfriend's hearts. Ah, probably. It spreads like ah. ice fire. Boom, take that ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and, if we, and if we just want to round out this whole uh, freezing prison experience, please, please. Uh, later on in the movie, he claims to uh, a dinner at Taco Bell, which we'll discuss later. He claims that he was fully conscious and awake the whole time he was frozen yeah. inside of that shit. Yeah. So, like, there's no fucking way that that could be true. Because how long was it? Forty years. Yeah, 30-something. 30, 30 32 or 36. 36 years or 36, something? yeah. So he's, 
he's claiming that for 30 whatever years, he was fully conscious and watching people walk by. And when they woke him up, he was completely sane and normal. That would not happen. He'd totally be insane. Yeah, a person in isolation just right now, if they isolate someone and in a prison cell right now, goes insane after a couple of days or a week, like, it'll break any man. He was in it for 30 years. He wouldn't have been able to speak. He would He would have been completely nuts. Yeah, absolutely. If, if he wasn't even crazy. able to speak. Well, there, there, there's, not even, were, there's not even any point to him. Like, at some point, he bursts out to, like, make him a more sympathetic character or some shit, but it doesn't do anything for the story and nothing. It's just It's just weird. And then I'm like, then I start thinking about it. And I don't want to be thinking about that when I'm watching a mindless action movie is, oh, what would that be like to be like, in complete consciousness yeah. frozen in place for 40 years where you can see maybe blurred shapes like how do you sleep how are you breathing like how is that any of that possible it's goddamn stupid so yeah that he said he, yeah. watched, he, said he watched his wife bang on the outside so yeah he could see shit and he could think because coming out with dementia and fucking insanity yeah guaranteed. that's all, nuts all, also i lead to the question do they just let people's loved ones come in there and bang on the fucking <laughs> ice cubes? That's uh, uh, fucking weird. Like, what's come the on in. Everybody go see, go visit your loved ones in their cube. Uh, like, naked. Everybody go Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go see your naked loved ones hanging on the fucking wall over there. Don't look at Daddy's there you go, honey, little over turtle. There. <laughs> and there's your dad's penis. Huh? What, what <laughs> happens if someone like throws up or shits themselves as they're being frozen? What's that like? Oh, dirty water. You <laughs> yeah, still freeze, but you're stuck and then forever. It's in your lungs. It takes months to get that smell off. <laughs> oh, you piss and shit yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, that so was... anyways <laughs> if we get past the prison, which is ridiculous, I actually thought some of the things in the future based on what we're going for right now are super accurate. Yeah, the germophobia. Um, you know... It's gone like the over, the, the, all the free speech stuff lately. I'm glad that stuff has kind of toned down a little bit lately, but everyone's still meta. So really it was just the interesting. Touching, though, yeah. yeah, there's no touching, but everyone is so pleasant and like almost like they all watch what they say, right? You would never say anything offensive in any way, shape or form to anyone. So that's where the free speech stuff can get us. And then the germs and the not touching is really, really pertinent for today. So yeah, you could totally see how a society could kind of go in that direction and what, how shitty that yeah. would be. They had, they, the things I talked was they had self-driving cars, which we're well on our way to having. So that's like something that's yeah. going to be. They had the non-physical greeting, which we already are doing, which is crazy. Like yeah. we are, we're doing the elbows, but I feel like people aren't even doing that anymore. And then they had uh, the no, they couldn't have sex with each other. All babies were being produced in laboratories, and they were having sex like remotely through those headsets. It's almost like virtual reality porn, which we kind of got right I now. I kind of so. wanted to try. Yeah, it doesn't sound to, that far off. Yeah, I kind of wanted to try that shit too. By the way, when I saw him and her doing that, I was like, "That's that." Well, it was also interesting to to me. It always seemed in that that they hadn't developed too much of a relationship by the time she asked him to to bang to have sex, and I I wondered when like. You saw if, him like is it cavalier? Like, to, is it like chill? Like, she would have had the um, the gay cop over to her place. What's his name? Um, Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, Benjamin Bratt, who I love in this. It's so, such a funny just side character along the way, and the way he plays it as an actor is really great too. Um, like, would she have banged him because it would have been like fun? Um, like, I think so. No. I think without the personal contact, I think that it actually becomes more more casual. You'd be like, want to come over? We'll watch the fucking whatever sports they're watching then. And then we'll put on those head things and like quick fuck. Yeah. You're like, all right. You go home with wet pants. No, she throws a I, towel. I she throws a towel at him when they sit down. But what's She's he like, supposed to do? Pull his dick out? I don't she know. I don't know what the rules of that would be. She like, didn't it, sit on a towel. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't she, know. She, she also though, has a crush on him. And she saw him like beat up a bunch of dudes. And she even said that turned her on. Right. So like. She, she was basically looking for a casual thing with, like, a, a person that she, like, was attracted to for a long time and then got all fucking heated up when he, like, kicked the ass. So I, I, I believe that. Yeah, so also this is, like, by far her best uh, Sandra Bullock, like, 
she was like, she just fresh-faced, young, super attractive, and they put her in tight, tight clothing. Yeah. There's something about her demeanor, too, that makes her so sexy. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, like, almost a little mouthy, or... Um, what is it? What is her personality? She's, like... She's innocent, naive. She's not... But she's, she's got some. Shy. She's got some energy about her. Yeah, she's not shy. She's just yeah. more naive in this, I think. Well, she's naive, but not. He's more naive, like when he comes out to the way things are. But she's yeah. just. Uh, she's a good person. Yeah. She's. Uh, you know, she wants to do a good job, and she wants to be a good cop, and like she's like she's a keener. She's a bit of a nerd, actually. Right. I think. Because yeah. she has all the nerdy shit in her office, like, and she's a collector. She collects shit. Yep. And, uh, so I don't know, yeah, anyway. the 90s, like, she's like the equivalent of, like, an anime fan or something right now, probably. Yeah, yeah pretty much. She's, like, the best thing, one of the best things in the movie, in my opinion, one of the best, uh, highlights. Yeah, th- there's a, a scene later in the movie where they're at some kind of black tie event, and, uh, she's wearing this, looks like a gemmed or beaded dress. Apparently that yeah. thing weighed like 40 pounds and she had to like do a bunch of scenes in it. And apparently in one of the last scenes she's in it outside, her arm is really tight to her side because she broke it from like jumping and moving around. But she said that was like super exhausting to wear that big heavy thing the whole time. She broke her arm in the dress? She just broke. No, no she, she broke the dress. The dress broke. Oh, broke the dress. Yeah. yeah. And it broke. snapped her arm in half. What? Um... So, uh, yeah, once we start getting into the future, Simon Phoenix gets there first and starts to mess stuff up. Um, this character no is like pause. super... No, there's no downtime. There's no pause in this movie. It just it just keeps going. And then he immediately starts destroying people. So it becomes oh, obvious yeah. right away. Like, And it's like some of that action is like way over the top, but it's also... It's not, it's not the worst. Like when they start getting into it, like he literally dismantles people and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I always, like, really respect that about the movie is that there's no fucking around. Like, there's no, like, lukewarm water part where Simon comes out and has to, like, explore the world or get to know it. Like, he gets out and immediately starts fucking shit up. And I know that he's been, like, brain-seeded or whatever to have that yeah. whatever awareness yeah. and knowledge of the current world. But it's still, there's, it would still be something to see, right? When yeah. you first get out, you would still be taking it in, but he just goes into, like, being even more of a badass than he was before. He, he's he's a completely evil person. He kills for pleasure. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of indiscriminate in his violence. I, I fucking like this as a bad guy. Yeah. So and I like that it's happened so fast. There, there are um, bad guys in some of the other movies. Um, it's always interesting to see where they come from, if you believe them, like what they're all about. The fact that Simon Phoenix is just from the moment you see him, he's comfortable killing 40 people or seeing to the death of 40 people to see one man go to jail. And he starts yeah. like just killing cops indiscriminately when he, when he has the chance and like random citizens. And he's just from start, he's just completely batshit crazy. And for this character, it works. I won't say he's a little too over the top for me, but he's putting some style into it. He's going with it. And he's got the crazy hair, uh, which I'm sure he hated in real life. Um, and you know, he, he kind of makes it work there's, there's like a, there's just cheesy over the top stuff that I don't like, but, but on a whole, I think he gives this character as good a shake as he could have. Did one of you guys tell me the story about, um, Dennis Rodman started dyeing his hair because of the Simon Phoenix? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I think I read that. Did you guys tell me that? You, I think you might have. Did I say that? Well, that's a thing that I heard. (laughs) You might have read it somewhere. Is that Dennis Rodman did start dyeing his hair because of the Simon Phoenix character, but Wesley Snipes actually hated that look. Yeah, yeah, I think he shaved his head <laughs> that, as soon as the photo- principal photography was done. Yeah. The, the writing falls apart for me, though, with his character, because, um, and once again, I think we talked about this when we were watching this, they give him uh, things they, he, they couldn't give him to, um, what do they call it, the reprogramming or the, uh, the therapy. Yeah. So... So what they do is they, for Sylvester Stallone, he gets to become a, a knitter and a seamstress. Yeah. So they give him no, they give him a knowledge and a skill set that he can use when he gets out. Being stronger than you were when you got in is no. not is not a skill set. No. They'd have to like change him on a completely genetic level, which makes no sense. So 
see what they the access they have to him. They can only give him information or knowledge. They can't make him stronger. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Now, the martial arts. Could, they could have they could stimulate his muscles, but he's encased in ice. Yeah, he can't exactly. Grow. Yeah, no. he literally is restrained from growth. So, so the best they could do is give him some training in martial arts or something, which would be, which would have been fine. But instead, they make him super strong, which is stupid. Yeah, and, and martial also, arts. <laughs> they make him be able to like access things yeah. and like that he shouldn't. They shouldn't have given him like the. Why would they give him access to bank records and files and security for everything? That didn't make any sense. Yeah. The guy he's after is in the sewer. All they had to do is let him go, and he goes down a fucking. Why does he need to get access to bank accounts? Yeah, and none of that made sense. And, and he's like so strong, but he like needs to break into a big museum to get weapons, which I kind of get. But like, he could have just like ripped open a manhole jumped underground and like walked he would have fit in with the outfit he was wearing or wherever the fuck he got that from uh and he could have just like talked to people in the underground proved he's a badass and and fucking like found dennis leary in half a day and tear his throat out like steven seagal does he's super strong and powerful who's gonna fuck with him how long does it take to program somebody because he's in there for 36 years how long has this guy been a problem downstairs yeah. That guy didn't this guy didn't plot uh, Simon Phoenix to be a bad guy since the inception of his imprisonment. This was a later development. This was something that he figured out maybe, maybe a year, a year ago. ago. Yeah. And Great he was like point. he was like, you know what? Great you know what point. I need? I need this fucking guy. Put this fucking program in him. Which means let's assume that that's a quick process, like yeah. an overnight. Like yeah. I need to put fucking thirty-two gigs into your brain. <laughs> What's the upload speed? Thirty-six years from now, probably pretty good. Yeah. So why not give fucking uh, what's his name Stallone? Why not give him a two-day reboot and yeah. give him a little fucking societal awareness and shit before you thaw him? Yeah. It makes it way more premeditated from that guy. The fact that that Phoenix has this all this knowledge yeah and Stallone has none see they just never I thought that all- far ahead in the story They're, that that's that's like poor writing what a huge hole that is and like the other fact of that being that if they can just do that they wouldn't just do that for criminals they do that for all people and obviously make a species of super geniuses which they yeah, don't they don't have true. that you is obvious and everyone would and have all the that. skills but they would also have the restraint to only use it in the proper scenario not be like reading from a tv screen if they can talk to someone in a more firm manner which was funny all that shit was funny by the way but um but but not if like not when you start talking about things like you're talking about brent where it just doesn't that doesn't make a lick of sense everybody would be totally smart it's this world building right like if you're building a world like this especially a world that we're not familiar with yeah i need to know what the rules are because i'll start asking questions if it's too strange right so when it's strange and I'm asking these questions, there needs to be some kind of an answer or a total lack of an answer, yep. right? It can't, it can't lead me to make my own um, assumptions that, that fucking create these holes, which I think is kind of what happens here. You, you shouldn't even have, he shouldn't even have to have any of those abilities. He's a crazy psycho and they're letting him loose in a society of all people, people with no real weapons. Yeah. So you didn't need to give him anything. You could still have Stallone, the funny knitting thing. That was just for comedy relief. But Simon, like John says, Simon Phoenix just gets out, and he's a fucking mad dog killer, and he just sends him after this guy in the sewers. But instead, they give him like access to all this shit he doesn't need. And like I think Brent mentioned it before, somehow when the cops come after him, and he like brutally beats them up, which is actually a pretty good scene. Um, he knows somehow that the side of the machine he's working on has some kind of an anti-graffiti. Yeah. How does he fucking know that? Yeah. And secondly, then he manipulates it to kill somebody. Yeah. And third, why does electricity get rid of graffiti? None of any of that makes any sense. Yeah. So, no, like, that, all true. of that is stupid. Yeah. Let him just beat up the cops with his fist and, like, steal their car and drive away. He doesn't need to even go on the computer and do anything. Yeah. The guy's in the sewer. All he needs... They need to program with this. The guys in the sewer go kill him. It, it's That's like it. when Stallone, when Phoenix, um, when Spartan first meets Phoenix, he takes him like easily and like carry, beats him up and carries him outside from the explosion. Like there's not much fight. Yeah. So why did they have to make Simon Phoenix like such a garbage bad guy from the start that he needed all these boosts that start to make us question this shit? Like 
he could have been a, 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 a strong adversary, but not physically as strong or, or driven as Spartan. But when he gets his band of merry men together, then he is a formidable guy, and Spartan's got to work hard to beat him up. Like we did, we I didn't need any of the genetic alteration shit. And it's like I don't know. They're just like we'll make him the strongest and the smartest and whatever. It, it doesn't. Nah. He doesn't even have to be strong, and he doesn't even have to be strong as long as he's good at martial arts or he's good at fighting and stuff. Like yeah. strength isn't necessarily like a big deal if he can handle himself and he knows how to fight. Yeah. And he's like a, like you said, a worthy adversary. You give the fuck about his strength. Like it's just a stupid thing to put in there. He's. Three times stronger than he was before. Why? Why is he three times stronger? It's just going to be a taller mountain to climb for Spartan. And I don't know. It didn't need to be because he was already at a disadvantage from having no help, no support, no weapons. Like, all that stuff worked against him. And then Phoenix gets his buddies out. And then all of a sudden, you know, Benjamin Brad and and Lenina Huxley are actually, like, pretty decent fighters. The only ones in their police force, by the way, who could, like do anything to like yeah. hurt a man or some shit like that i, I mean in a sense it kind of makes sense that she'd be into it because she'd be she'd be so obsessed with spartan's time she'd probably like be interested in the fighting and the violence and maybe have like secretly learned something but they didn't weave much of that shit in and uh it, it just yeah that didn't do much to other than make me kind now, of like laugh and disbelieve i did like the cop's little device like as if it's their their Siri or their fucking Google or whatever, where it tells them what to do. Yep. And yeah. it tells them to like make him, you know, tell him, tell the subject to get down on his knees and put his hands behind his head. And then he does. He's like Simon Phoenix. Yeah. Get down on your knees and put your hands behind your head. And yeah. repeats it, and it shows a little picture yeah. on the device of the guy. Like, and then when he doesn't do it, it's like now say the same thing, but or else. Yeah. <laughs> And a I more forceful tone. Funny, if they would have had more of that stuff and just kept it going in that more of a direction, uh, instead of doing all this other stupid shit, like they didn't, they just didn't need it. They also didn't need it to get people out. And you can't set up the fact that guns have now been taken away. There are no guns, and there are only guns in museums. But yet, he goes to the museum, not only gets those guns, but can get ammo for those guns. Why would they have ammo at the museum? Why would they have magazines? They were like loaded or something, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, And then he gets his men later. They all have machine guns and fucking ammo, too. I thought there was no guns. Why is there ammo? Yeah. And that ammo would be old. go to a museum. Ammo has a shelf life, right? And it's, it's not 35 years, I'm pretty sure. And like then oh, he's, he, he, yeah, yeah. You have to store ammo properly. I mean, it can last a really long time, but at a certain point, you just wouldn't make it anymore. And why would you? You'd never be firing those weapons in the museum, as you say. It just you would never do it. So it'd be like, we don't need ammo for these. These are from a for- forgotten no. past. Especially not like lock and load. Fuck's sake. Yeah, in that in that society, they're not keeping those ammoed. No, they would never. They would never provide an, an avenue for people to fucking uh, regress no. to violent tendencies. So, so, if you want to write that in there that he can get guns, then you have to write him in hitting some kind of a facility that has all that stuff. You can't just go to the museum and get a fucking gun and then fill it with fucking shotgun shells, and he has like bandoliers on his chest of fucking bullets. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, the that, phaser gun thing too. You could have had him get the phaser gun, and that thing had to heat up or reactivate, and that was fine. I like that. Yeah, then cannonballs for the cannon. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Cannonballs, and they had like cannon. You would have needed gunpowder and a way to like set that cannon off. Yeah, you would have needed to fuse. stick stick the fucking black powder in the cannon, wad it, pack it, have the fuse in there light the fuse before that fucking cannon would light off unless they already have they every day they they raise the flag and they fucking black powder and wad the cannon yeah that's just what we do to get this place open yeah (laughs) and he knew how to do that like i have a good working knowledge of guns and cannons actually because they're all based on the same principles and i don't think i could confidently load a cannon for firing at a human in a limited period of time but I guess oh, I wasn't so programmed many, for 40 years to be a cannon loader. There are so many guns around and ammunition around in a society that has no guns and ammunition. Yeah. That he fucking, that, that what's his name, came in. Stone uh, comes in and just grabs them off the fucking ground and starts shooting at yeah. them. Like, yeah. That's how much fucking bullets and fucking guns there were. 
It made yeah. no sense. You know what was a missed opportunity there was that Phoenix had a couple of bags of guns ready to go, and he gets away with one of them, I think, but the other is left behind. And I, at the time, I, I'm pretty sure this is the case. At the time, I remember thinking, like, oh, Spartan will take the other bag and be like, no, I got some guns. Um, and it, then he could have had a nice assortment, but it doesn't do that. And later on, he's like baton in hand and like a pistol at some point, I think, is about all he gets. He gets a pistol from the underground. See, the guys that in the underground have weapons and stuff, and that's fine, and that makes complete sense. Like, they wouldn't have hit the museum the- already. Like, of course they would have. So, okay, here's a good segue, because I'm sick of talking about that other shit that pisses me off. Um, Dennis Leary and his band of well-doers... Um, kind of drove me a little bit crazy when I started thinking about them because, well, for for many reasons, actually. One, not the biggest Dennis Leary in this format kind of guy. It Just his ranting like that, like pretty much seemed cut out of his his comedy act, which, you know, the first time I heard that was funny, but that's not one of those comedy pieces that lives down in history forever as like one of the truly funniest things ever. It's just a guy ranting in an interesting way, smoking cigarettes and being all crazy. So I didn't like that in this movie, but they're the resistance, the underground resistance. So first of all, um, no one on the surface seems to know that this sophisticated a society of uh, uh, sub, uh, sub, subvergent, uh, whatever the fuck you call it, subterranean dwellers are. So that's weird, uh, even though Stallone gets down there pretty easily in, in a functional way. Um, and number two is, like, so in a society like this, there's just one group of people revolting just one and if that one thing is put under then everything will be merry in this city like come on there'd be like multiple factions wouldn't they fighting for their own piece of the world and then underground fighting but instead all the underground people are like good natured good at heart people who just eat a lot of rat I don't know it's just (laughs) too simple a a battle it's it's just too simple an altercation for the movie like it's, it's not that black and white I'm sure but now it, it was just kind of forced it down our throats that it was. So that kind of annoyed me. I guess maybe though, when the when the class divide gets so severe, you can't get much severer than that. Yeah, you're eat, literally eating rats and living in the fucking sewer. And they got Taco um, Bell up top. Yeah, and they got Taco Bell up top, and apparently no diarrhea because they only need three seashells, unless those are a method of deflection. Three Anyways. seashells and a slufa. <laughs> <laughs> and a loofah. <laughs> but yeah, I can I, see those guys all uniting. Um, it's a fucking whole. It's a it's a major class divide. So there would be there would be disagreements amongst that other group. But in, all in all, they'd be like, "Look, priority number one. Let's get out of the fucking sewer. Then we can hate each other equally. But until that happens, like maybe let's unite." What was like? What was what was their mission? The, the Dennis Leary people, like they they were only were they being oppressed? They tried to steal food. They yeah, tried to steal food from Taco Bell. But how did the society like not support them? Like, if they came to the surface, it looked like like everybody that I saw on the surface. I guess it's mostly in the police station and walking around, and maybe that was a well-to-do neighborhood. But like, you didn't really see homeless people in this future, and with everyone being so fucking pleasant all the time. Like, was it really that much of a, a have-and-have-not dichotomy that we're seeing here? Like, these people were, like, pushed out? I'm telling you, you that's how you can tell that these... The good life or whatever is basically, like... Enough, enough, what the fuck? I can't speak. <laughs> uh, like, like a totalitarian fucking government or whatever. Yeah. Like, they, it looks like they live in a fucking uh, utopia. But there is clearly... These other people have been subjected to... To fucking imprisonment, basically, yeah. right? This, this movie didn't do a good job of playing that up. Like you weren't, you didn't end up being disappointed with the Lenina and the people on the surface, which you should have. No, been. it's just an it's an afterthought. They don't they don't put enough time and effort into it. Like everything in here is like a bit of an afterthought. They all just want to. It's just all designed so you can have a showdown between these two guys. Yeah, like. So it's like there's no real thought put into it. It's too bad too because there's a lot of interesting things going on in the future that they could have explored. And uh, like you said, you don't really take sides. You like the cops and the people up above, and you like the people down below. So like, where's the conflict? Yeah, like, and then exactly. at the end of the movie, not to ruin anything, but at the end of the movie, <laughs> they just all like they all meet each other in the streets, and there's not even a fight. They're just like Stallone's like you talk to this guy. 
and you should talk to that guy, and you guys should work it all out. And then they're like, yeah, 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 like nothing, nothing fucking happens. They all like they don't, they don't hate each other. Yeah, like there's no, there's no, there's no hate between them. No, it was yeah. literally like food stealing. That wasn't like murder and kidnapping and all that they're shit. It was like some people. some light weird robot graffiti that gets countered by electricity yeah. on a very specific wall. I, yeah, it just, just had me scratching my head. Just fucking what? What? Yeah, is that new technology? They gotta know. They're like, we'll go up and paint this and protest, and the wall will erase it within a fucking thirty seconds. Why even wake up in the morning if I, that's your job? Yeah, I don't get but it. They also, but they also the thing that's also weird is that those people, uh, like John just said, there's no murder. And there's no, there can't be any murder and any assault because they say in the movie that there's like no violent crime anymore. So like, what what are they really doing? They're just fucking hungry homeless people trying to steal some food. So yeah. food theft, that's like their worst crime, and they're fucking all starving. Yeah. So like, why would anybody like hate them? Like, of course they don't hate them. <laughs> and this guy recruited one of the worst maniac killers in history to deal with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, knowing knowing that fuck, it would be actually. murder. Yeah, knowing that it would be murder. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just too many questions. They don't have guns. The no. people underground have guns too. So if they have guns and there's no murder, then what are they doing with their fucking guns? Just They're waving them around a lot. A lot of weird Rats sex. Shooting up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so that's silly and stupid too. And yeah. once again, Simon Phoenix never, until like the end of the movie, near the end of the movie, Simon Phoenix, even though he, they keep showing that he has this in his head, you must kill Mr. Friendly or whatever his name is. You must come. He never goes down in the sewer and kills him. No, he, fucking hanging they, out, he goes down body, in the sewer. Cars. They go down. At the end. But, yeah. But why didn't he go there the first minute of the... He, no, no, he, he does. Because when, when, what the fuck is his name? Spartan. Yep. When Spartan goes down first, Simon Phoenix and his dudes are down there. Yeah. That's days later, though. I'm saying, it like, does. he didn't eat his I know, guy. yeah, I know. That, Get out of I jail, have a huge... drive his car to a sewer, yeah. go down in the sewer, and kill the fucking guy. Yeah, but Simon Phoenix, Simon Phoenix was going to do it, but he wasn't just all about that. He was plotting. He had, those other guys, uh, he had those other guys loosed. He was figuring out a plan so he could kill that guy, because he learns right away when he comes out that he can't shoot that guy. And I bet you that was that main guy's mistake, because it fucking drove him mad. So he went through this big plan. I need these things. I need these guys. Then when he had those guys, he was like, hey, I can't kill you, but that guy can. Then he was free, and he's like, now I got this driving fucking motivation in my head. I'll go kill this friendly dude. Then murder and chaos. Let, let's talk but, about this for but, a second. But, Th those are bad rules to have instilled in someone, just like Dick Jones's rules for RoboCop were also dumb because Dick Jones said, you can't kill the CEO of the company. And then as soon as he was fired, he was fair game. So that was fucking stupid. He should have named himself and said, in the same cases here, is you can't kill me or allow me to be harmed from an action that in you know. Yeah, then then it would have yeah. been perfect. Douchebag. You have to protect me. Yeah. Because why would he let him? Why, it also doesn't make any sense that he would let him get his buddies and bring them back to the fucking unfreeze them too. That doesn't make any sense. He agrees instantly to it. Yeah. I know, yeah. Why would he want to unleash someone who's worse with his buddies than friendly that's an actual career criminal that could fuck up his society? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, so some of this you could chalk up to that guy just being in this future and a, and a dumbass, basically. He didn't think this yeah, he, through. He, but, like, but it's it, because it was so well-planned in terms of other areas of this, like, you just think he would have been a little bit smarter about it, and uh, he definitely was not. He could have, he should have done something like... Yeah. Simon, every time you pull a gun on me in the future, you will then suck my dick. That will stop you from ever pulling a gun on me again. And then Simon would be like, or, you motherfucker! <laughs> if he's the architect of this society, and he is like a genius, then he would have never fallen for Simon Phoenix's bullshit. Yeah. Because Simon Phoenix is no fucking genius. He didn't fucking do anything. He's just like killing people. Yeah. So he outsmarts the fucking architect of the utopian society by just saying, can I get my buddies out? You know, just like 12 guys. They're like, they're not that bad. And he's like, sure, you can have 12 guys. And then they kill him instantly. Yeah. To exploit the first loophole you should have considered when you fucking came up with the plan. 
Yeah, like yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> In case loophole one happens, we'll have contingency two. Yeah, well, I was it, even letting I was even letting all of this slide. I was even letting a lot of this slide and 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 uh, stuff and enjoying myself. So they had the shitty ending. Like this movie really fall, falls apart in the end. The end fight is like, a joke. It's a joke. The end fight's terrible. It's and uh, it doesn't make any sense how they get that car. The whole car chase with the uh, what is that? Oh, is yeah. it a Chevelle or? Uh, how does that car get out of the ground? If there's an elevator that shoots up out of the fucking ground, it doesn't make any sense. And how does it still run? Where they get gasoline? Yeah, or who's driving the car down oil? there. Yeah. Yeah, Where, not what are you doing with a fucking car? Yeah, it's, the Chevelle is just sitting there collecting dust, but yet it can run like it can run at like a it's a top. Like it can't, it can't. Like ga- gas has like a like couple of month shelf life, so in it yeah, you have it to have it completely yeah, empty and cleaned out, and then just happen to have uh, gasoline somehow nearby that's been like treated and whatever refined recently. <laughs> And we just filled her up and off. Yeah, well, and we'll let you take it, man. Sure, we're close to victory. You're gonna go get us some victory. Take this uh, heirloom from a forgotten age. It's probably fucking priceless. No problem. Like I just call bullshit on all that. It's dumb. It's probably somebody's house. Yeah. I also I also used to really like the um, the countermeasures for the car accident where it turns into foam. Yes. And I still think it's a good idea, and maybe someone's working great. on it. Who knows? But the only problem is the way they show it is it completely encapsulates the car and he would have suffocated had he not been able to punch his way out. To death, yes. It just doesn't make any sense like that the phone would do would completely go around your body because you wouldn't be able to move or get out. Someone would have to come running over and like bash you out of that very quickly or you would suffocate. It would just be like being back in that ice again. Yeah, That's he'd actually have PST, like. PSTD. Yeah, you're like, ah, no, it's, uh, it was in my nostrils I and I peeped. Like, <laughs> if I do like the one of the things I do like, my favorite thing in the movie is probably the relationship between him and her. I love the scene where she takes him in the sex, and I love when she asks him because, just like in in the current world and stuff, if a, a girl that such as her was to just come out and ask you if you want to have sex, his reaction was perfect. It was like. There was a pause. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell, hell yeah, like hell yeah." yeah. And I, I, I liked, I, I liked, would have liked to have seen more of the two of them. Like, I feel like even when when she gets mad at him for trying to kiss her, and then the next day he gives her the present and stuff. All of the scenes between him and her were good, and I enjoyed them. Yeah, they were funny. They were charming. I even felt chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah, I, I saw that too. That, yeah. That all that all works. Yep. Um, There's a story here. There's a story here that could have been told. Yeah, th- this I think this just got caught up in the '90s action where they they just put the emphasis they took emphasis away on some things and they were just like explosions and crazy fucking fights and like crazy hair and we'll just have this guy destroying this utopian society. That's what we're going for. Um, the shame. Sorry. No, that that's what that's it. I was going to say the shame is is that I don't believe in a lot of the remakes that Hollywood does. I think it's pretty fucking horrible. But I do think that this movie could actually be remade and done really well. With some of the directors that are going on right now, like I even think like an Aronofsky type of darkness or whatever would be excellent with this. Because I think if this movie was done really visceral um, and with like some real fucking thought behind it, I think this could be a really good movie. Like Colin said, there's a story there. There's a few stories here. We have a, yeah. we have a, we have a fucking class war. We have this like a, like a Spartan versus Phoenix type of thing going on. There's this love story. Like there's a lot of stuff here. You could probably break out one of the two of these components and still have a cup, a really good uh, movie that just yeah, doesn't try to pretend to be all this other stuff. Right. Are you talking about the I love would. story between, um, between the cop, Benjamin Brad and, Whoever, when he turns into a, he reveals his gayness. It's pretty I, fucking I would awesome. Make it, I would make it a little. I wouldn't go with a Dan Ovnowski or whatever his last name is that I cannot pronounce. I was trying to think I of would, someone else, but I couldn't think of a. I would go with guy. someone. I would go a little lighter. I would do like a Chris Pratt as the uh, as the Stallone role for sure. That could be fun. You want to put and, Chris uh, Pratt in everything? I just feel like he's 
I just put his, being just under, put his penis in your mouth. One he's time. He's just being under. He's being underused. Like I honestly believe that he is. Uh, he got a franchise. I know, but he he but he's playing the same role in the Jurassic Park and the Garden of the Galaxy shit. He can do. He if you give him a script, he could do more. But he's not being either offered them, or he's, he doesn't want to do them because the paycheck's not good. But like, you could do something really interesting if he had a really meaty role. Because if you like watch him and like some of his earlier stuff, like his character from even Parks and Rec, that was like a more interesting character than what he's been giving now. Like and he was you get, quirky and funny and weird. You get Michael B. Jordan to play Simon Phoenix right now. He'd, yeah, he'd be fucking go. awesome. And there'd be no question that he's an imposing man who would fuck your shit up. Because yeah. we've seen him do that a number of times. So, But I would just make it a little bit... I would make it a little bit lighter, like the stuff I was talking about with... Uh, about the relationship between Stallone and the woman. I liked all that. And the humor with the... the how everyone is so peaceful and... Uh, and, like, uh, they're not... They're, they're, yeah, they're the, the germaphobic stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I would take. Stuff. I would take areas of that. You know what? I, I I would never actually vote. I don't think for a movie to get remade, but this would be one of the less offensive ones because the initial wasn't that good. So it would be one not no. one of those movies where we're just trying to capitalize on something or or like stretch out how awesome it was. This would be like a chance to fix this. Um, you know what? That's probably the secret behind it. Is that they're always remaking movies that were good. Not always, but usually they're remaking movies that were good and like trying to recapitalize on the success. And Demolition Man was successful. That was a that was a big movie. Still when you ask people, they have they have great memories of yeah, the movie. Yeah, they do. But what what they should do is remake movies that didn't hit the mark. Movies with potential. Yeah. But they fucking they just didn't hit it, right? Like yeah. I just rewatched uh, Johnny Mnemonic, and I think that movie could be a fucking really good movie too. I like that movie. But it's shit, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, same thing with this movie. It's it's got a it's got a soul to it, man, and it could be there. Bloodsport, fuck's sakes, think yeah. about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't want that movie remade. Actually, Bloodsport, I don't want it remade. But no. something like this, I'm but not, not going to die on this hill either. Just, no, know? but <laughs> I do believe that there's something here. You know what? It wouldn't it wouldn't even have to be demolition, man. Like we could come up with an idea. That, that was similar enough to this that wasn't Demolition Man. Because also, I don't know if I told you guys this already, I'm sure I mentioned it, but Stallone says they're making a sequel to this movie. Yeah. And uh, Stallone's like, what, 68 or 72? Who fucking knows? And there's no way that uh, him and... I would not want to watch him and Wesley Snipes fight each other. Two like seventy some men, no. like eh, eh, they I would love that. You can't call it a sequel though. You got to do a reboot if you're gonna do anything. See that that's what I wouldn't want to do. Like, don't involve any of the original people. You're just not allowed. I'll talk to Stallone. I'll interview him on his like thinking for Spartan in a revamp. But I'll be like, thanks for that info. But you're not allowed to participate. There's no C3PO and Chewbacca being worked into the story. They're here for the whole ride, and there's 3PO, and there's Luke. Oh, there's Luke and Ghost Luke. Fuck all that. I hate you, Star Wars. <laughs> Had to get that out. Um, okay, well, I'll call it if you guys don't mind. Um, there is some. Oh, no. No, he's showing us on camera. No, I don't. I expect it to suck. Is Snipes in it, too? Looks like it. Well, there's a picture of him. Who knows? Because uh, so, let me tell you, I want Snipes to give back some of that tax money, yeah, some of that prison yeah, money that he found. Fucked. That. I like him. Uh, this movie doesn't hold up. No, uh, what? It, it tried to do. It tried to do some interesting things, and the, there's there is a bit of charm here. There's more heart here than most shitty movies. Um, and there's, there's there's some interesting stuff. That's why when it's like more mediocre in areas, it throws on the heaping pile of disappointment that can often like take a movie that is like mid range to lower in my in my books. If it just flat out sucks, then at least it like didn't try hard enough or whatever. But this movie like had potential and didn't reach it. And um, yeah, even Stallone's like he's cut out of stone in this movie, except he's got a little bit of a small chest. So that was really disappointing too compared to the rest of his. <laughs> Big muscles, yeah, like and I couldn't recover. 
I couldn't recover. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, no, it, it doesn't hold up. It was it was it was okay, fun to watch for the first like hour, and then it starts to go downhill, and then by the last yeah. half hour, you're just like, no, just end, we're done here, and it it doesn't, it keeps going. And <laughs> I, it's unfortunate. And the la- the I final totally... scene, the fight with him and Phoenix at the end, and the dropping of the ball, like all of that is just nonsense noise. It's not. Yeah, good. I totally I totally agree with everything you said. The first hour, I was kind of laughing and and kind of mildly enjoying. By the end, when he has him in the claw, and he's shooting at him with a submachine gun and can't hit him yeah. in the claw, it's just like, well, why is this? Can this just be over now? Yeah. And when you start feeling that way, you're just like, now you guys have ruined this for me. And then when Bob comes out, and then uh, the the bald the bald police commissioner meets friendly. And then they're like all friends or whatever. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just like, why were these? Why were they living underground? No one seems to give a shit. Like I don't know, fucking get it. So, yeah, it's a thumbs it's down for me. Uh, <laughs> what do you got, Brent? Yeah. Um. Fuck, there's a part of me that wants to say it does because this movie to me is the same as it ever was. Like, I didn't think as deeply about this stuff before. I mean, it doesn't hold up, but I want it to. I want it to really yeah. bad. Yeah. And it, it's hard for me to fucking say no because I love, like, I love these weird utopian, dystopian future mix that's in here. I like Lenina Huxley a great deal. Um, I fucking love. Uh, Wesley Snipes in this movie I think he's fucking awesome because he has so much fun being a bad guy it takes away some of the outrage and the shock yeah. and it makes it almost fun to watch him just murderously rampage and kill innocent people which normally should should by all means be horrifying but it's because he's like like he's like laughing and like playing it off as he's doing it it's kind of makes it um, fun to watch you're watching him have fun there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I like. It's a fun movie. Um, it's, it's not Snipes' fault. It's the no, writing no, no, no. of the game. Yeah. yeah, no, of course. But um, but that's the thing that upsets me, I guess, is that I enjoy this movie, and I feel like there was a really strong um, and wide avenue to make a good movie out of this, and it just didn't hit. Yeah. And that's sad to me. It's weird, that feeling of disappointment like this it just helps it, it, it like i said before it takes that mediocreness of this movie that could maybe get a pass but you see the potential that was lost or wasted i you know what yeah. i'm thinking back i love stallone in this movie i think he does a great job all the way through he's i like him too. solid except in the action except for the what stupid fucking way he wears his cap sorry that was a super all right well yeah well yeah let's not think about that though but like the way he plays off of um off of lenina like colin was right their chemistry is there his smart ass remarks the way he keeps swearing and and like with the swear machine the fact he can't figure out the seashells he's a good fish out of water in this um it's all believable and and he's like so frustrated at times it, it I, I i empathize with him a lot in this and and that makes him a really enjoyable character so yeah this this came down to bad writing um because the the, the actors did like way better than this movie deserved the way it was written they brought yeah. this to life like the names and the stars on screen and well, what, and, and the that, action was what, fairly competent what's shocking to me though is that i if you would have told me before before he started recording these pandemic episodes that um under siege would hold up over demolition man what total recall yeah uh uh running blood <laughs> man like under siege but you know why because once again under siege has a good script yep the whole way through, there's a couple little things in the script that could have been fixed, but overall, the script was better, and it's more solid, and, and it's because they keep it simple. This movie, like you guys are saying, every time they start bringing things up, you start asking questions that they're never going to answer, so why are they bringing these things in? Yeah, I, I think and the distinction... all these movies do it. All these yeah. movies do it. It's like, why are you bringing that up? I think, why is why are you complicating it? I think the distinction here is that a movie like Under Siege was written 
and they'd be writing and making sure the story was taught and going through and getting the right things. And then they'd be like, and here's where Steven will just kick the shit out of a couple of guys, five or six. Okay, what's next? Okay, then they get to this and there's the submarine we'll set up and they're really here for the nukes and they're just playing them. And then Steven will kick like eight guys ass. We'll do that. Whereas Demolition Man was like, okay, we're going to open with a huge explosion and then this big freezing tank and he's going to bust out and he's going to electrocute the cops. And then, I don't know, there's an underground society or something. Who gives a fuck? We're going to go on and then he's going to kick all these people's ass and explode. And then it'll be frozen again. And then, I don't know, love story, sex brain. I don't know. Who cares? Fuck it. Let's go on. That's the difference. That's exactly the difference. You can't create the movie around the action scenes. It has to be all about yeah. story and structure to start, even for shitty action movies. You just earmark yeah. those action scenes. You'd be like, we'll get a choreographer. By the time we get here, we'll set up something cool that's believable, given the story that we've got. Not write a fucking crazy story around a, a big building blowing up and a big underground freezing factory machine. So that being yeah. said, Bloodsport held up over movies that we felt were better movies because it had like this charm in it. Yep. Right. Yep. So this movie does have charm. It does. It has the likability to it. Yep. So, Colin, I'll ask you for the obvious answer. Do you prefer this or Under Siege? I can only watch an hour and 20 minutes of this, man. The ending really sucked in there. Yeah. I mean, if I could shut it off, I'd much rather watch this. I, I would love to, I love you, I love you watching the scenes between him and her, Bullock and Stallone. I, I didn't like anything that much in, in, in uh, Bloodsport. No, Under Siege. And I, oh, Under Siege is a better movie. Under Siege holds up. Which would it's you rather not. watch? I, I honestly probably, I probably, if I had to watch from beginning to end, probably under siege. Because it works. <laughs> and I don't get angry and upset and depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a better movie. It's a better movie on a whole. It's always the whole to me. The, the action's no, better, too. The action goes on the side of realism, which just is something yeah, I, I prefer personally. Yeah, the great in that movie. There, oh, are like, yeah. there are times in movies when over-the-top action, like Tarantino's movies, the way he does his action way over-the-top, that works for me as well. I really like that stuff, but I'll always kind of have this secret this secret love for like the, the, the more true-to-life, the way that action is done. And, you know, even Seagal stuff in Under Siege was somewhat over-the-top in areas, but... Um, but still, I 100% I agree with Colin. I'd watch Under Siege again. And if I were just to cut these movies down to their action scenes, I'd pick Under Siege's over Demolition Man as well. Yeah, they have great... Yeah, More, it's I better agree. quality. What about you, Brent? Do you feel... Un no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just that we have to ask the question. We have a yep. running thing. Yep. And the fact oh, is wait, wait. that it's, it's, not, it's not apparent to me either. Like... It is something that I have to think about, and it would probably change night by night. To tell you the truth, it would. If I looked at the the averages, under siege would be a, something I would pick more. But um, there would be times where I'd rather watch Demolition Man. But like, there'll never be a time I want to watch Hard Target more than either of those. Movies. No. If I have to, no. if I start a movie, I'm going to finish a movie, and and I, I'd have a really hard time getting through the last twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. Like right after the car turns into cannoli, it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's, all down, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. I like to say the Not car like, gets cream pie. <laughs> yeah. He says it. He's like, the turn into a giant cannoli. I think that's what he says, doesn't he? <laughs> I think so. I it think so. Sounds, like, sounds like him. A cream, a a cream right in the middle there, yeah. <laughs> cannoli, yeah. <laughs> I just got cream pie. Yeah. I think that's what he's got. <laughs> All no, right, folks. Cliffhanger. Let's, we're going to do cliffhanger oh, yeah. next. Cliffhanger's week, next. And then um, that was pretty much all we had planned for our for our action sp sprints, I guess we're going to call these. Uh, you know, with uh, some of the restrictions being lifted, uh, we might be able to get back together in person, which we're all really hoping to do. It'd be great to see the buys. And uh, get a, a live episode done so we can get rid of this shitty we, sound quality. Why don't we add, uh, why don't we add a, the, first, the very first Mission Impossible movie, which uh, I would be really interested in seeing again and seeing if that held up. And it was, uh, I think that was late, that was 90. All right. It has to be, yeah. Because two, like, 2 is like 2000-ish, right? 99? Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. I think, yeah. it was like, I think it was probably 95. Is the first one? Impossible? No, I think it was late 90s. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, that that yeah. sounds like a good idea. And then, um, yeah, maybe we'll add another one after that too. We reserve the right to do whatever the fuck we want. This is our show. But we hope you keep listening, and we see <laughs> yeah. people piping yeah. in from the UK and from Australia. Uh, love love seeing you guys downloading the show. Um, but Demolition Man, I think, kind of is like, probably ain't going to check that shit out ever again, honestly. Pro- probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right, that's it for us here. We hope everybody is safe and healthy out there, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.